Welcome to the Local Service Podcast. I am Caesar Gill, owner of Symphony Advertising, and today we're going to talk about simple Google Ads web design and SEO strategies. So my company, Symphony Advertising, we have a popular package that I've been meaning to name, but I don't have a name for it. Basically, it includes the web design for free. It's included, okay? We, I, I don't say free because then it makes it seem uh, less valuable and people can run away with it. I don't know. But if I say if it's included, it means you have to get the Google Ads and SEO services for it to be included. Otherwise, the web design on its own is going to be X amount, depending on what the customer wants. But anyways, uh, our, our popular package is web design included and then Google Ads and SEO. And this is, in my opinion, a well-rounded mix of platforms that will get you customers if you are a local service-based business. So if you're unaware, we mainly work with local services, meaning it could be, let's say it's ChatGPT. If you haven't been using um, any of these AIs, so like personally, I use Jasper for our marketing and our web design. It helps me write content come up with ideas but for just pure research i like using a uh, chat gpt i also use baird but baird is a little bit more uh i don't know a little bit more formal uh so i'm gonna ask gpt what are all the local service based businesses and it's gonna give them to me it's probably gonna give me a short list and then it's, uh, I'll, I'll have to ask it hey give me some more so it's saying there are numerous. So here we go. We got restaurants and cafes, barbs and pubs, hotels and beds and breakfasts, hair salons. Okay, so the first three, I wouldn't consider local services. What I consider local services is something that needs to be fixed that you don't want to get fixed. Meaning, uh, you know, if you have a toothache, if you have a roofing leak, if you have a plumbing issue, if you have a car repair, either that business goes to you or you go to that business in your area. So that's how I define it. So in this case, let me, uh, <laughs> so at the bottom it says not the exhaustive list. Um, please give me the exhaustive list. So that's it gave me 30 and i'm and now i asked for just give me all of them everything you can think of chat gpt and so now it's on 34 37 43 47 52 56 58 60 i mean it's going i mean now we're now we're talking now we're talking we're at 80 it's still going keep going chat gpt that's what I'm talking about. We're, we're at a hundred different local services. Okay, give me 102. So I'm going to go through these. You know why? Because it's worth it. So I'm only going to say the ones that would be applicable to the ones we work with. So these are the ones that get the web design, Google Ads, and SEO. And it's not that restaurants and bars can't benefit from it. It's just that we specialize in the type that I'm going to name out. So we have um, a lot of food stuff here. All right, still going down. Okay, bicycle shop, veterinary clinic, pet training, dog walking, horse stables, uh, tree trimming, landscaping, pool cleaning, home cleaning services, janitorial services, window cleaning services, carpet cleaning services, upholstery cleaning services, pex control, plumbing, electrical services, HVAC, appliance repair, home renovation, paint, painting services, interior design services, Flooring installation, roofing services, um, uh, siding, fencing, 
deck and patio builders, concrete services, storage services. So pretty much the last like 15 I named, we, we've, we, we are working with. Locksmith, security system, auto repair, tire shops, we do work with those. Towing services, we do work with those. Mobile mechanic service, we have worked with that. Motorcycle repair, RV repair, we do work with that. Dry cleaning, shoe repair, watch and jewelry, photography, videography, graphic design, web design, social media. And the list goes on. Personal trainer, dance studios. So yeah, all of these are, are legitimate uh, local service-based businesses that we would recommend highly to get this combination of, of services. And this is just, uh, the point of this podcast is you can implement this yourself if you'd like, or you can get some idea of how it works by listening to this podcast. So there is couple reasons. So number one, how, we, and this is how we do it. So this will give you an insight of why we do it and how we do it. And it'll be a good insight of, of the process. So number one, does the web, does the client, does the business have a website? And the reason you want to have a website is because your website is underplayed, I think, by everyone. Like nobody understands how many people go to a site just to figure out where you're located, how to get your contact information. Are you reputable? Can I see some pictures? Uh, what are the Google reviews? Um, how long have you been in business? What are your prices? Like these are very small questions that the website answers on behalf of you when you don't even know it. Like you don't know when people are going to your site. When are they looking for it? You know, so it's it's very important to have a good web design, a good website. I mean, having a website in general, I would say step one, but then having a website that's well thought out and laid out is the next step. But I will say, with it being 2000, 2023, like, there's nothing to figure out anymore. Building the site and laying it out with its best practices is enough. Like, uh, I like to use the example of we're not trying to be innovative, right? Like, a house, you can kind of imagine what it would look like, right? Let's say a one-story home. It has a front door. It has a garage. It has a, a couple restrooms. It has a couple bedrooms. It has a living room, a dining room, a, uh, a kitchen, a backyard. Like we can all imagine that if I say it's a house. So when I say website, it should have a home and about a service page, a services details page for each service, uh, maybe a gallery or portfolio, and then a contact button. Like that's going to be your general website layout. But what, what you don't want to do is like, okay, I'm going to say it's a home. And then you have a home that's underground that uses a, a, a manhole uh cover in order to get in and you have to climb some stairs there is no living room but there is a you know a cafeteria in this house and instead of having doors there's uh curtains everywhere and instead of having restrooms there are um what are those called outhouses it's like okay yeah it's still a house but like that's not the house we're used to And, and i'm not saying that that's bad to have a house like that it's just it becomes in Eat, what is it impractical for someone to go and and understand what your house is same with the website like oftentimes we get uh people who want to try something different and be unique which is totally cool but there's a degree to which you can do it like if you're gonna make the website so unique that people can't navigate from it or people can't find where the buttons are or people can't uh understand where you're located or what your pricing is or there's too many animations that it, and it takes so long to load because of how much um elements are in your site it become it becomes a problem, especially if you're trying to big, book customers from online. Like if that's the goal, then we should have it be simple and straightforward. 
to a degree. Like there, there is wiggle room for creativity. It's just it has to has its boundaries. It can't be too creative, but it also can't be just you know, uh, a HTML page with like the only the the words. Like it, there is design elements to it that we would want, but the point I'm making is it should be good. And that way, when people go, they understand what you do, where you do it. And that's all they need to know. It's very simple. So that is how people get the information. But how do people get to how they get the information? That will be the next step. So those options are going to be Google Ads and web design. I am not saying that the other methods are good or not good. Uh, so you have social media, you have TikTok, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have um, you know flyers that you can pass out, you have billboards, you have radio ads, you have TV ads. All of those things are still valid. But for this example, because of the services we offer, I'm only going to talk about Google ads and SEO. That being said, I think social media is probably one of the bigger ones that should be done. Like regardless, I would love to add that as a service for my symphony advertising company. Um, so I'm working that out because the thing about it is like you can't just post. It has to be good content. And it doesn't have to be amazing content. It just has to be content that's worth watching. So again, just like the web design, it ha there has to be a standard to it. So figuring that out. But anyways, when it comes to driving traffic, there's going to be two routes. Google Ads and SEO. Google Ads is the paid version. So let's take one of these examples, this uh, towing service. If somebody looks up emergency towing service, we can pay for that keyword. And every time somebody clicks on that ad because of that keyword, we get charged on a pay-per-click basis. So let's say it's three bucks for that keyword. Then we pay three bucks every time somebody clicks it. And so because we get to pick the keyword, we know that the person that's looking that up most likely needs emergency towing services. And so that's why Google ads is so powerful is because we, we, we connect the dots between the people that need the service right then and there to the business that's, that has that service. And so same thing goes with, uh, let's see what else we got here. DJ services. So let's say somebody says, um, DJ company near me, DJ company in Houston. The whoever's looking that up is a high chance that they need a DJ. Now, it could be also somebody that wants a job, right? DJ company job, um, DJ equipment, DJ company course. It can be stuff like that. And for that, we do what's called negative keywords. So we'll put, comp I'm sorry, we'll put equipment as a negative keyword. And if that string of, of keywords comes up with the word equipment, the ad won't show. That way we won't get that click and we won't spend money that's not needed to be spent. So let me do another couple of examples. Somebody looking up party rental services, that means they need party rental stuff. If somebody looks up uh, watch and jewelry repair services, that means they need watch and jewelry repair services. Of course, you're going to get people that are just doing research, that are just um, browsing around, that are competitors. But for the most part, it's going to be people that need that service, especially for some of these other ones like plumbing, home cleaning. Uh, carpet cleaning, plumbers, I said that one, pest control, like electrical, like some of this stuff is highly needed, um, like all the time. And so because of that, it allows us to get hot, cust hot customers that need the service at that point in time. And, and that's why Google ads is going to be one of the more immediate ways to get customers. The way you want to make this work out though, is you want to spend less than what you get. So if you spend a thousand dollars a month, hopefully you get the ads to a point where you make three thousand back, five thousand back, and then it's a net positive, right? 
Now, if you spend a thousand dollars and you don't get any customers from it, that's not a good place to be. I have seen accounts that start working off the back, like right as soon as they start, they, the phone starts ringing, they start closing good customers. I've seen where it takes some times, two, three, four months to get it rolling. And I've seen accounts that run for six months and it doesn't really ever turn the, the corner where it becomes profitable. And that is just how it is in certain areas. It's either too competitive, it's too pricey, um, or there's not enough budget, or there are many plethora of reasons why it doesn't work out but all three exist it can work it can kind of work and it cannot work and it can also go from not working to working it can also go from working to not working so that is the overall general summary of google ads pay-per-click monthly budget drives new customers that probably need service right then and there great driver of business in my opinion then the last one is going to be SEO, search engine optimization. This ties very closely to web design because all of the work for SEO, okay, half of it, is done on the actual actual website. So this is called on-page optimization. And this is where you start to notice that, well, there's something funky about my site. Like, why does it have, like, why is it, why is it not funky? But, like, you can clearly say, like, instead of it saying, let's use one of these, plumbing services, it might say plumbing services in Houston, Texas. Um, instead of saying pest control services, it's a pest control services in Conroe. And the reason those words are in there is because those are, in this example probably, H1 tags that are identifying what service you're doing and where. And then Google is going to read this and over time rank you for that keyword. That example is probably very difficult to get to, but... It is how it works. So in my opinion, the easiest way to get organic leads is by doing the combination of services and location. So service plus location-based um, keywords. So you create pages for it. And if somebody looks up, for example, if I try to come up for web design agency just, just organically, I'm not going to come up. There's a million people doing that keyword in this area that have been around forever. Like uh, it's not going to happen. Unless they're proximity-based, but that's more on the Google map, which is very helpful, by the way. Uh, I should tie that in here. That's that's kind of like SEO, but it's it's also separate. So you can think about it like they're linked, but they're not linked. They, they are organic, but it's not necessarily because of the website. But it can lead to the website. So so web design agency, never going to happen for me. Even though I've been have had my website for three years, it's just not going to happen. Unless they're like super close to my office. Then, so what I would want to do is I can do web design agency in Houston probably still going to be super super competitive but i'll have a better chance and then what i can really do is web design agency heights houston so that's a much longer tail keyword it doesn't have as much people searching that up because it's it's more uh not unique it's more niche down to a specific area in houston and even though there's going to be other companies probably trying to go after that keyword it's going to be so much less and then I might have a chance. And so if I want to keep going, I could do a web design agency in Houston Heights or web design Houston, web design in Houston and do them in Spanish. So what you what we're trying to do, what we're trying to figure is how can we come up organically for keywords that aren't necessarily what's considered difficult? Like the difficulty level isn't that high. Either they have to be newer keywords or longer tail keywords. And that's just how you wiggle your way in. And the thing with this is that it does take time. But even so, 
even if you rank, and this has happened a lot in my experience, is even if you rank, let's say, number one or number two, number three for a keyword that you want to. So let's say it's Web Design Houston. Let's say we do rank for it. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get customers from it. All we did was make our position be one of the top positions. People still have to click on it for you to move, for them to move forward on the process. So then that's just another set of uh, things that need to be done. And it's possible that either the keyword isn't that strong or it's not relevant enough or the meta title, the meta tag, the meta description needs to be updated. There's other steps to it. But again, just because you rank for a keyword doesn't mean it's going to lead to new leads. So I kind of laugh when people ask us to make them number one on certain keywords. I'm like, well, that's not really what you want. What you really want is to get new customers from organic, not necessarily what the keyword is, because a lot of time we're, we're wrong. Like I've had people tell me, like, I want to come up for this specific keyword in this specific area. And we can do that. Like to some degree, it's it's not if it's not competitive, like we can make that happen. But it might be that that's not the keyword people look for whenever they whenever they're ready to buy. And so, but it, in a way, actually, the point of it, the point of SEO is is kind of like an alligator <laughs> or is it crocodile where you're setting up all these different um, pages that when when someone is looking for that service and you do come up, it brings in that lead. And so SEO is super good because it doesn't cost anything um, as far as like there is no paid placement for it. It just it's just the time that you have to take to build the pages, do the research uh, and I suppose that, you know, if you really want to dig into it, like you're going to have to have a website, you're going to have to have a hosting, you're going to probably want to use some kind of tool. You're probably going to want to, um, track it, which is going to con- need a tool. If you want to write the content yourself, you know, that can be tough. If you want to use some kind of tool to write content, that'll cost a little bit of money. So that it can vary a lot of ways. In my opinion, SEO is much more laborious and much more, um, kind of black box where you make you do stuff and then you have to see what happens but you don't know exactly what lever leads to what action with google ads it's more straightforward so if i specifically target web design agency as an exact match keyword and i get 10 clicks for it then i know we're coming up for that keyword we got 10 clicks from it did i or did i not get a lead like i can see the full range of of the process whereas with seo we don't know. Like we just do bet the best practices that are that are given to us, and then we see, okay, are we populating or are we not? And what adjustments do we need to make in order for that to happen? But luckily, we have plenty of examples where it's either a new client or a client that's had a website forever but has never gotten leads from SEO. And once we do the process of SEO, um, they do start getting customers. For local services, I will say it's a little bit different because. Primarily, you want to do on-page optimization. I think everybody does that. But then there's the off-page optimization part, which, in my opinion, may not be that. Um, it is useful, but the it's not as practical to do it because off-page optimization means you want to get backlinks from from reputable sites. So if I can get the Houston Chronicle to link back to my website, that'd be really good because SEO juice would pass from their website to mine. It's like giving someone a referral or credit. Like if I said, hey, use this business because I'm saying they're good, it's kind of the same thing. I'm someone's, Someone with a lot of credibility is referring our site, therefore is um, pushing our numbers up. But it's, in my opinion, right, there probably is a way to do it. And we do we do, do uh, NAP, so name, address, phone number, listings, uh, directories, directory listings. I don't think they're as strong unless 
there's a few, right? So like Yelp, Facebook, um, there's like 70 of them that we get with our tool. But as far as getting it from like a new site, like imagine being, um, imagine being a janitorial services. Like why would people link back to you if they're a new site? Like you have to have content that's worthwhile that needs to link back. And the only way you can really do that, in my opinion, is if you have like a blog that talks about helpful stuff, let's say about Let's say let's say there's a flood, you create a blog and it's about plumbing during a, a how to fix plumbing during a blog. And then you have or you can do like maybe like about the owner. Like that's pretty popular. You can get link backs for that. But it do, to me, it doesn't make that much sense for other people to do it, like for, let's say, the Houston Chronicle to link back. And in my opinion, it kind of leads to a lot of traffic that isn't necessarily a buyer which is where it gets weird because you want the traffic let's say you write a blog about plumbing and it's you know how to get started in the plumbing business and let's say that it starts to rank and you get you know four thousand hits per month i've seen this many times in fact i'll use an example there was a, a company that does it's not plumbing per se but it's 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 related to it and they created an article about you know should you let toilet paper um should you flush toilet paper down the toilet and for whatever reason that article took off like every month thousands and thousands of hits on it impressions clicks people were reading it but they that 99% of that traffic was never going to become a customer you know they they weren't going to contact that business for for business um it would they just came read and left and so like it's hard to say like is that good it is good because you're getting traffic to the site it's always good to increase your traffic but if the overall goal is to get new customers, then th- then that's not really what you want to do. And so I believe that creating a blog that is local to your area, that brings value to your local area, is the best way of doing it. Because you get best of both worlds. So, for example, let's say there was a flood here in Houston. Hopefully that doesn't happen because it happens quite often. And it says, um, you know, 2023, uh, June, let's call it the maple flood maple flood in houston how to um uh, common issues with plumbing and then you list out the four issues that people might be having and if and at the bottom you say if you need help with these services let us know then that ties both things it gets you the relevant content in the relevant area and you and you tie it in all together so i think that would be the best way of doing it which is something that we need to add because i've struggled with this internally myself where like do we do a blog or do we not do a blog? Because the pages themselves kind of act that way. So like in this plumbing example, we could still make a page called uh, or a blog post called what I just mentioned, the helpful with the flood. But it might be a good idea to add it as a instead of a page, making it a blog and then having, if possible, people link back to that. And so that, as you can see, like you you can... Especially with SEO, you can get super creative or there's many ways of doing it. You can just keep creating pages. You can create creating blogs. You can um, add more content to every page. But it is always a work in progress. And and I think adjusting and monitoring is the biggest thing with marketing because it's, it's never really done. Especially if you want to keep growing or keep getting um, improvements in your lead flow. Uh, there's always more work to be done. Unless, you know, at some point you do for for whatever reason hit, you know, whatever that whatever that magical number is, you're closing, I don't know, 
20 new customers a month and you ride off to the sunset. But I've yet to meet anyone who, you know, who decides to stop. But anyways, that is the local service podcast episode for today. The general outline for web design, Google ads and SEO. I will say that putting these in combination is a is a good combo because you get traffic from Google ads, you get traffic from SEO, you get traffic with a Google profile. And in addition to that, we can add, uh, ret- so we add retargeting uh, ads as well as performance max ads when the budget is, uh, when the budget allows it because, you know, if, you, there's, there's, if there's only a certain amount, then there's only a certain amount. But adding those elements, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big network, right? So like, yeah, they're on Google and then they see you, but they don't, they don't buy or they don't contact you. Then they might see you as a display ad and they don't contact you then. And they might go to social media and they see another post. Uh, and then and then they drive by your building and they see your sign and so like all these things work together and and, and you know they have a friend and they said hey i used that place before and that might be the moment where they're like oh okay let me go try them out then and so all these things work together um i think the more that you can do good the better off you are but it is becoming that like it used to be like okay we're just gonna focus on google right but people people look everywhere now. What are your Google reviews? How does your Instagram look? Do you have any TikToks? Um, what does your website look like? Um, what are people saying about you? And it's like, you kind of have to check off all these things if you want to make it easier. Because I find it that when you have all those things um, running and they're running well, it's easier to close uh, business because it's like everything that that person needed to prove that it's a good business to go with, it's been done. And so that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Let me know if you guys have any questions and if you have any specific topics or you'd like to be on as a guest, email me at caesar at symphonyadvertising.com. Thank you. Goodbye.